You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. We're back on the podcast, and today we're joined again by another special guest. Oh. My wonderful good friend. Stop it. The one and only Dustin Stout. Hi. <laughs> you can keep going if you want, actually. I was, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, for those that may not be as familiar with what you do, Dustin, introduce yourself here real quick to the folks of our, our fine audienceship. Well, I do many things, uh, one of which being I lead worship at our Salem campus. I uh, direct all the maintenance happenings at our Lost Creek campus, and I coordinate our food pantry ministry at the Lost Creek campus also. So you are a man who wears many hats. Many, many hats. At many different Horizons campuses, no less. Yeah, it is It is a blast. It keeps me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to actually talk to you a little bit today about how that plays out in your life and the implications that, that might have for folks in our church who... Um, the vast majority of which are not in full-time ministry, of course. Mm -hmm. Most of them are working uh, quote-unquote normal jobs, uh, if that makes sense. Um, They're out in the marketplace, they're in business, uh, they're doing all kinds of different things. Um, But as Christians, of course, we're all called to uh, share the gospel and uh, engage in ministry in some respect. So you're a... uh, can I say unique? <laughs> You're a unique a example yeah. <laughs> of uh, someone who is um, performing those kind of roles in a very um, pretty neat way. So I guess the first question is, how do you manage the quote-unquote balance of your day-to-day work, which is you're leading the building team at Lost Creek, you're doing food pantry stuff, and you're being a little humble because you also manage, uh, you do some of the finance stuff at the church also too. True. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I forget about it most times. <laughs> that's, that's very uh, reassuring since you're, <laughs> you're dealing with money. So how do you manage the balance of those, that day-to-day kind of work um, alongside of being a worship leader to campus and being responsible for leading that church in uh, that campus in worship. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a juggle, you know, when, um, you wear, you know, that many quote unquote hats and you're, you know, I'm doing something different at multiple locations within the same organization. And, um, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's a complicated job. It's really not, but what, I'm, <laughs> what I am saying is that there, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot to juggle, um, in, in a, in a certain time span, right. You have deadlines and things like that. You got to, you have to accomplish. So, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's balance. And, and the thing that I've learned most in doing it is that it boils down to, um, you know, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you know, you get, you've got to stay one person because when you're in the role of food pantry coordinator, when you're in the role of maintenance director, when you're in the role of worship leader, uh, accounts receivable, whatever it is, I mean, you know, you, you, it boils down to, to me, it doesn't feel like I'm doing multiple jobs. It feels like I'm doing one singular job, mm. you know, uh, because I, I, I got to stay the same, you know, mm-hmm. uh, personality wise, uh, you know, mental mentality being, um, you know, morally, uh, you, you know, nothing, nothing changes about who you are, 
um, just because you you wear different hats. And I think that boils down to a lot of things, you know, between family and work, between friends and work. You know, mm-hmm. you can't let your responsibilities and your roles in, in one area uh, change who you are morally, change who you are um, in any regard. Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of reminds me of when Paul says in Colossians, I think it's Colossians 3, when he says, whatever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. is that kind of kind of part of this equation for you, is that it's you view it all as contributing to doing your work for God? Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, whether I'm fixing, uh, you know, a broken furnace or I am... Uh, you know, leading a congregation in worship, you know, it's, it's, it's all to the Lord. And, you know, if you keep that perspective, um, you know, you're just shooting for, for, for God, you're looking at Jesus and no matter, you know, no matter what you're doing, uh, that is, that's the key, man. That's the key to juggling it all. That's the key to, um, you know, like I said, it doesn't feel like I have multiple jobs to me fixing the furnace and, and leading worship. I feel like the same person, you know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just me doing what God has, has given me to do at the moment. Yeah. Is there any particular way um, that you keep that perspective fresh uh, in front of your eyes? Because here's on a personal level. I, I was I was in the Air Force Reserves for six years. There were definitely times where I I knew in my head that everything that I do is is for Jesus, and that I'm I'm doing it for the flourishing of my my neighbor and my fellow man. But there were definitely still times where it felt like, even though I knew that, it felt like the work I was doing in, say, the Air Force, mm-hmm. it didn't feel as sacred. It didn't feel as holy uh, as doing uh, the church work and the ministry. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. I mean, is there any any particular way you keep that perspective fresh in front of your eyes so that way when you're... You know, uh, you got to deal with a, a leaky faucet or something in the church <laughs> versus, you know, standing in front of a congregation and leading them in worship. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, like you like you said, um, you know, in, in some uh, uh, sense or another, you know, uh, we've all been kind of called and commissioned to do ministry in, in our, you know, whatever we're doing, whether we're baking cupcakes or we're, uh, you know, fixing the leaky faucet or we're, you know, out on a, on a gas well somewhere, you know, it, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we're called to use every opportunity to, as, as a, as a, as a leverage for the kingdom. And, um, you know, for me, I, I notice when I, I am losing perspective, when I am, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finding myself stuck in drudgery and, you know, oh my gosh, that, that, uh, ballast went out again. Are you serious? <laughs> um, Got to go to Josiah's office and fix another light. <laughs> yeah, you know. Come on, man. No. <laughs> uh, you know, when it, when it turns into drudgery for me, it's usually, like you said, it's loss of perspective. And, and what, you know, nine times out of ten, I lose perspective when I lose sight of, of who I'm doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lose sight of, of uh, Christ, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Um and what's it, what does that mean for me? I, I lose sight of uh, I lose sight of that whenever I am uh, not in the Word. Whenever I'm yeah. not actually worshiping myself, even though I lead worship every weekend, <laughs> um, you know it, it's still easy to, to to not worship. You know, and, and yeah. then you know, um, and when I'm not, and I think this is most important in prayer, yeah, and constant communication with 
uh, with God. Yeah. You know, it's easy to lose perspective in, in that sense. I mean, you know, if, if Josiah, you ask me to change a light bulb, you know, you're one of my dearest friends. So I'm like, no problem. I right. will change this light bulb for you. But if in the middle of changing that light bulb, you know, I forget Josiah asked me to do this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to do this for my friend. And then it's just me changing a light bulb. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And nobody wants to just change a light bulb, you know? Right. <laughs> nobody wants to do that, you know? Nobody nobody wants to unclog the toilets or, or um, you, know, cl- you know, clean the the thousands of chairs we have strewn about in the sanctuary. But, you know, um, when it boils down to just a job and that's all that's in your sights, mm-hmm. you know, that's all it is. And then that's when you start to turn it into drudgery. But yeah. when you... Um, just remember who you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even uh, <laughs> piggybacking off of something that was said a couple weeks ago in a in a sermon. Uh, there's a big difference between if you're a Marine, let's say, and you're just filling bags with sand mm-hmm. for a fortified position, or you're thinking, oh, I'm contributing a piece of protecting my fellow Marines. Exactly. That perspective makes a big difference. And so being in Scripture and prayer and worshiping, uh, in your own heart, worshiping God, that's those are grounding yeah. realities to keep you in that fresh perspective. Here's maybe a question that might have some interesting connotations to it. What unique perspective do you think each of the roles that you fill play on the other? So in other words, how do you think your quote-unquote day-to-day work influences and informs your ministry as a worship leader Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Because I think that's something that, too, a lot of people um, figuring out, you know, how does my, how does my day-to-day work influence and inform the perspective of my ministry and how does my ministry inform Mm -hmm. my day-to-day work? How does that, I mean, have you found that, those two roles inform and play off of one another yeah. in any unique ways. Yeah. When you are in the, in the, in the role of, you know, maintenance director, you, usually my, my dynamic is this when, when I'm at Lost Creek, nobody knows who I am. When I'm at Salem, everybody knows who I am. <laughs> and, um, in the end, I don't care who knows who I am, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm sure you feel, feel that too in the military and, 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 uh, you know, when you were in the military, you know, being, you know, uh, you're Josiah Pitts at Lost Creek and of course you're Josiah Pitts, but you go to the military and you're, you know, low down, dirty, stupid airman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, and, um, so how do you, how do you, how do you use one to inform the other? And, um, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't care who knows who I am, but, um, you know, when you're, when you're in the, in the, in the midst of it, <clears throat> being at Salem always, um, gives me a refresher for being at Lost Creek and being at Lost Creek always gives me, gives me a refresher for being at Salem when I'm, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the midst of, uh, I guess uh, let's go back to the changing light bulb perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the midst of that, even though that's nothing hardly in comparison to the overall mission that we're trying to accomplish as an organization and in our case at a church, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm taking what I, what I know there and, and bringing it to the weekend on Sunday because yeah, it's changing a light bulb, but also it's, it's task management. It's, um, 
you know, it's it's coordination. It's making sure I got all my ducks in a row. You know, mm-hmm. bring that to the weekend with you, man. And same same deal in reverse. Uh, on the weekend, we're worshiping. I'm leading a team. I'm leading a congregation in worship. Um, you know, bring that back with me to uh, my maintenance director position. I'm leading a team of of custodians. You know, and and people. People don't like to be managed. They like to be led. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's why I, I, I hate the... Right? I hate the... <laughs> thanks. That's at Dustin Stout. <laughs> and the shameless self-promotion. Yes, there we go. No, I'm just kidding. It was only a matter of time before that happened on the podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, people people don't like to be managed. That's why I, I hate the title maintenance manager. You know? But, you know... Uh, uh, so anyway, taking taking the skills you learn in one arena and bringing them to the other is is I think healthy. Honestly, I think that's a great way again to avoid burnout and to avoid um, this idea that you are wearing many hats or that you're doing different things. You know, um, you know, probably in, in in the average listener's life, that would look like you know uh, you go to work forty hours a week, you come home to your family, and sort of going harkening back onto what I was talking about earlier is you know. You, you, if if you're a different person, where you know, mm-hmm. in in different roles in your lives in your life, then you're probably going to run into issues. Because, and that's not to say that you know we definitely don't want to bring the struggles of work and let that influence our family, but we want to bring the joys right. of work and let that influence our, our 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 lives. We want to let the joy of our family influence our influence our work. You know, mm-hmm. we want yeah. to we want to yeah. let joy influence uh, what we're doing, or else, mm-hmm. like I said, it turns into drudgery, and it's. You know, there's got to be a refueling stage. There's got to be a, a, a time to let yourself live, yeah. <laughs> let yourself breathe. And, you know, in, in, in the average person's life, that looks like family time, you know. Um, in my life, that looks like family time. But it also looks like on the weekends when I'm leading worship, man. That's the stuff that fuels me and, you know, gets me a, a breather and resets my perspective on uh, Christ. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now, let me switch gears on you here. That's some, because then we could cover in some interesting territory there. Specifically in your role as a worship leader, what are your hopes for the people that you are worshiping with and that you are leading into worship? Uh, because um, I think that's something that's, that's good for a church to know um, mm-hmm. is what, you know, that's the, uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I know there are moments where when I'm, when I'm preaching or even when I'm, um, when I'm serving on the worship team at Lost Creek, there are these profound moments where you, you can, if you listen, you can, you can hear everybody singing mm-hmm. and I, I can't even put words to it. So I'm gonna. You're, you're the guy who does this. Uh, this is part of your uh, part of your work. So, what what are your hopes for the church when you are preparing to lead them into worship? And I'm thinking specifically singing. Now, we mm-hmm. we get into the discussion of you know all of life is worship. Everything that we do, yeah. worship is God, and we've kind of covered that. But when we're talking specifically, we're gathered together as a church and singing together. What are your hopes? Yeah. I mean, one of uh, one of the very first things we did in Salem is, uh, you know, Pastor Mike and, and myself. You know, we we came to a decision that we we want to hear the congregation more than we want to hear the band, and we want to uh, lift up 
uh, the, name, the name of Christ more than we want to lift up any kind of musical excellence or, um, you know, vocal excellence or, or, or what have you. You know, the, the, point, the point being is that um, though myself and my team are, are the ones on the stage, the only goal we want to achieve up there is to help others to see Christ clearly and to worship him. And uh, I, I don't think we've made it any, any kind of secret that that's the intent. And, and uh, you know, the, the beauty of it is that it, it's, it's working flawlessly. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the last weekend that we had, that was just a dud. There, there was no dud, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's never, you know, and, and that's not, it's not talking about us. That's not talking about, um, you know, the, 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 the culture of Salem or anything like that. It's just talking about the fact that, I mean, the only goal that we have, and I think this is horizons wide, not just Salem is we want to see Jesus. Right. That's all. I mean, that's, that's the goal in worship. We want to see Jesus lifted high in, in his name and lights and, and not our own. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's the ultimate goal. And that's what we want for our congregation. And I, I tell you, man, when, when we, get to these points where you know it's, it's just I, why am i why am i even singing because they're like you know they're they're so overpowering there's you know the congregation being they is I mean, it's just so overpowering um you just can't uh, it's, i mean it's just beautiful you cannot replace that with anything because you know it's, it's not just because we're singing together you know you can go to any rock concert you want and and get the warm fuzzies of everybody singing together mm-hmm. but it's something extra beautiful extra special about the the, the knowledge and, and, and uh, you know, the, the spirit behind it of we're singing to Jesus. We're singing to our Savior, to the one who set us free. And now we are free, and we are going to use that freedom to sing, to exalt him, to lift him high. And, I mean, it's just you cannot replace that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the role of any, and, yeah, I do think this is a, a common uh, goal, is that the goal of any worship team band is to help serve the church uh, and encourage them Mm -hmm. to get in on the song Mm -hmm. uh, and to invite them into the singing. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's my dad who says that worship isn't a spectator sport. I think that's him. I don't know. It's (laughs) it's a term that stuck with me. I don't know who said it first. Um, But the, and especially uh, that, singing is just this weird <laughs> kind of unique phenomenon and it is. you know it's um i can't remember who it was but somebody a while back at a conference a few years ago said that you know it's like the church is one of the only organizations or groups of people that gets together every week mm. preach and sing to, to preach, preach and, and sing <laughs> and that's just like they're so like uncommon yeah uh, it's very not uh very different yeah. you know no i agree yeah it's I, and and you know I, I i i am not a biblical scholar like yourself so <laughs> if, if, if anything i'm about to say is heresy, call me out on it. Say, uh, better be careful about calling me a biblical scholar but, you're uh, gonna get me into trouble <laughs> but uh yeah none, none of this is 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 found in scripture but the, the there's there's something about singing that just brings people together in such a unique way that, I mean, it's, it's different than anywhere else. And you can find it anywhere. Take, let's for a second, just take God out of the equation and say, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, um, you know, whether you're at a rock concert or a gospel concert or you're in the middle of church, uh, whatever you're doing, 
that people are singing and gathering to sing. And, you know, you, there's, there's energy, there's emotion, there is power in the room. Now you take that and you add the God equation, God back into the equation and say, okay, we're singing for a purpose now. We're not just singing to sing. We're not just uh, singing for entertainment's sake or, or, or whatever. We're singing because, one, God asks us to, and, and two, because we want to. <laughs> right. You know, like uh, there, there, there's this longing in our hearts. There's this, this desire in our hearts to, to lift our song to the, to the king. And I mean, as a church, as a body, as a congregation, what, you know, uh, it looks like a lot of people with a common goal and a lot of people who are in the same moment at the same time thinking, singing, praying, praising the same exact thing. And that's just... Mm -hmm. Wow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, there's part of us that I think we have that desire and that drive to write and sing, and especially we want to sing mm -hmm. to Jesus, for Jesus, about Jesus, uh, and to the world, like about him. Exactly. Part of that, I think, is at the risk of oversimplifying it, is where we reflect the image of God again, because in yeah. Zephaniah 317, we read that God exalts with a U, exalts, like rejoices over us, his people, with singing. Mm. That's how he rejoices. See, I knew you were a biblical over scholar. His <laughs> I knew it. But you know, I think that's that's gotta be part of it too, right? Yeah. That we're, totally. I mean, that's why even you can go to a rock concert and it has nothing to do with God necessarily, yeah. but there is a deeper part of it where um, just like all of creation has something to do with God, mm -hmm. singing even is yeah. part of that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's just, you know, if we're creating the image of God, then everything good and pure that we do is is reflected reflective of that. Um, including singing. So yeah, I mean, totally, you know, it's, uh, there's the joy of, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. you, when you're in the, in the midst of it and you know, when you're singing, I mean, I can't think of a moment where I was sad and I started singing and I, and I didn't feel better afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there, there's, there, there's a certain amount of, of joy or understanding or, or something along those lines that is produced, uh, for you whenever you're singing, you know, especially songs that are, are pure and, and, and about God and about Christ that, I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what it is, yeah. but there's something, there's a mystery there, right? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's joy that's produced and, and, you know, when you mm -hmm. put that in a congregation of people and you're all yeah. experiencing that at the same time and uh, that emotion, uh, I mean, there's, there's a connection that happens, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. The, the power that is behind what we're actually doing on a Sunday morning. We don't even realize it half the time, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're given a clear expression, uh, to what we believe and to mm. the truth that we've, we've found in Jesus. Yeah. And there is something about that that I don't think you can, you don't get unless you're with a church. Mm-hmm. Not singing and then hearing uh, the Bible 
preached. Yeah. Because uh, that's a that's another act of worship, but we don't have time to get into that today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, believe we'll it or not, about. preaching should be an act of worship. Listen to that message. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's an act of worship. Well, that influences what we sing, right? That's yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you're hearing it, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dustin, thank you. Thank you. So much for joining us in this lovely episode of the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you. You are, you are a wonderful person. And uh, if, you, uh, if you haven't been to our Salem campus yet or any of our other campuses, uh, if you're a Lost Creek native, quote-unquote, uh, it's, a, it's a fun time to go visit the campuses, isn't, right. it? isn't it? It is, and it's totally free. <laughs> <laughs> and some people say you get what you pay for. <laughs> Uh, Dustin, thanks for joining us, man. Of course. Happy, and, uh, happy to be here. Don't forget, if you have questions you'd like us to tackle on the podcast, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.